<laughs> I wrestled with that. I, I will say I wrestled with that, but I, I decided that, um, you know, I I was willing to— You will use to, the devil's tool against him. Like I, if Duolingo <laughs> knew that you're learning Spanish to lead people to Jesus and right. to help people right. to choose life for their babies, they probably wouldn't be very happy with you. That's right. They probably would not. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Hey there. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. I am here. I'm Vicki Kosiorg. I'm a sidewalk missionary here in Charlotte for the past uh, nine and a half years. And I'm here with Daniel Parks. Daniel, hey, go ahead and tell us who you are. So I am Daniel Parks. I serve as the West Coast Regional Shepherd for the efforts of Love Life on the West Coast, all the way from Washington State down to Southern California and a lot of places in between. And I've been involved in sidewalk ministry since 2005, so maybe a little over 15 years, right. uh, mainly here in Charlotte, but I've been at abortion centers across the nation helping out with sidewalk ministry there. So, um, so yeah, we think we have something we can teach you guys, and yeah. I'm sure some things we can learn from you guys as well. That's for sure. Yeah, we've we've got a lot of experience. We've done a lot of things wrong. We've done some things right, and um and we have a lot of sidewalk counselors and missionaries who contact us and yeah. tell us their needs and the things that they wish that we would talk about. And one of almost all of our podcasts uh, come out of that kind of a situation where someone has contacted us and said, hey, this is a situation I faced. Yeah. And I, I didn't quite know how to handle it. Maybe you guys could offer some ideas. And that is how this one that we're going to talk about today evolved is we had a, a missionary contact us and say that she had a Hispanic woman, I believe, stop for her and didn't speak Spanish herself, didn't have a translator available and just wondered, what do you do yeah. in that situation? Because it does happen. Yeah, absolutely. It, I, I've dealt with that frequently. So yeah, we had, a, I think, a lot of ideas. I've got a lot of, of ideas uh, personally from how I have dealt with that situation. It, it's always a good idea to know if there is a large uh, other than English speaking population right. in your area. And as best as you can find out, is there someone in your area that you can use as a translator for sure? That's yeah. the the ideal, but it's the ideal is to learn the language yourself. Well, Daniel, I I actually am. I think I've mentioned this on a few podcasts. There is such a large Hispanic population here, and we have so many Hispanic women showing up for an abortion that I decided I am going to learn Spanish, and yep. I am um, currently number one in my. <laughs> And my Duolingo league for okay. um, for people learning this this language. It's it's uh, it's an honor to be number one. Yeah. But so I am I'm learning Spanish and slowly, okay. very well, slowly. Real quick, maybe you have it in the article. I'm but not, if not positive if I mention this. I think I do, but um, the Duolingo I do thing. Think Duolingo. I I will tell you. I will warn you. It's liberal. 
Okay. In learning a language. So they're trying one, to indoctrinate you with pro-abortion try- philosophies not and pro, things? I have not seen pro-abortion philosophy. I definitely have seen pro, like, two daddies and two mommies philosophy. Oh, yeah. And there are often two husbands raising a son, and I'm learning how to, how to talk about that in Spanish. Okay. So I almost stopped doing it because that is not my—I uh, don't believe that— when you're learning a foreign language, that they should be indoctrinating you in right. a worldview that I don't believe is biblical. Duolingo does have those kinds of statements. However, it is by far the best foreign language learning uh, app or whatever program that I have found. And I am learning. I have counseled women in broken Spanish since starting the Duolingo program. I have had people choose life yep. when I have not had a translator. I use a variety of methods, which we're going to get into. Yeah. Does but it I, cost money? And it's free. Okay. Now, it's totally free. You can learn a foreign language, they say, in 15 minutes a day. I will. A lot of my spare time goes into this this foreign language, learning on Duolingo, because I am committed to learning Spanish so that I can speak with the women that come to the abortion center. Yeah. So I'll often do an hour, sometimes even two hours a day, but they say in 15 minutes that you can learn the language. So it's Duolingo. It's a free app. There is a paid version where you can, it, it is better, but it's not better in terms of the learning. It's better in that you can go longer. In the free app, You, if you make five mistakes, you're done for the day. They won't allow you to continue on that day. And there are times when I make those five mistakes within the first okay. five minutes. So what is it? It's like giving you phrases and you have to repeat them or something? It's really good. They tell stories so that you're actually listening to the language. You repeat so that you're learning to speak the language. And then they, word by word, giving you the the words, the verbs. Um, so it's it's a very comprehensive yeah. approach. Lots of pictures, lots of reinforcements. Duolingo is this cute little character, and he'll come on the screen and say, great job. Okay. And, and he does a little dance. Yeah. So, um, so I really it's like free. it. It's free. You just have to give a little part of your soul. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. <laughs> I wrestled with that. I, I will say I wrestled with that, but I, I decided that, um, you know, I I was willing to— You will use to... the devil's tool against him. Like I... <laughs> if Duolingo knew that you're learning Spanish to lead people to Jesus and right. to help people right. to choose life for their babies, they probably wouldn't be very happy with you. That's right. They probably would not. So let's not let Duolingo know because yeah. I really like it I mean, They know now if they're listening to this podcast, which they're probably but, not. But anyway, so um, if you can't learn a full language, number one tip, consider learning key phrases— in the language groups that you often see. Yeah. Don't abort. That's no a aborto. good one. No aborto. It's easy in yeah. Spanish. No aborto. Your baby is precious to God. Su bebe es preciosa okay. is, uh, is in Spanish. But you may not, I, in generally, I think in the United States, that is going to be the predominant language. But I, I'm not going to say in every area. Maybe yeah. your area, there's, there's someone else. Um or some other language that that is more spoken. But what we have here is we've compiled a cheat sheet in in Spanish. I'm not sure it's still in our gig bag. It should be. And we put the top phrases. So think about what are the things you say most often in English? Use a translator. Google Google has a Google Translate later app. 
um, but use a translator or a, a native speaker. Yeah. And, and do we have those. that cheat sheet? You know, you said we have it locally in our gig bag. So yeah. it's our bag with all of our sheets and things, yeah. one liners. And that's where we have our literature that our teams pick up and they take it to the sidewalk. Yeah. Do we have a file that maybe we, we can put in the maybe we can put it in the article we do. that we, we put can on put it in the article that maybe send it out to our national missionaries also because yeah, yeah be we've good. we've already compiled one and yeah. and um and so uh if we'll try and get that to you all but but it 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 really is a good idea to have a yeah. cheat sheet of the main things you would need to say and just copy the main things that you say yeah. to to lead a woman to life um so yeah so key phrases. Using the phone language app, so yeah. Duolingo is is one that teaches you a language, but Google Translate yep, is is that. one of them. A lot of people use that. I use one um, called Instant Translator, yeah, or it might be Instant Translate, and I recommend that. I I tell the story. I once led a woman to the Lord, and choosing life for her baby in Swahili. Yeah. Okay, that to me, that's my claim to fame. Yeah, I think we did a podcast about that. I think we might have. Yeah. And that was fully using Instant Translator. Yeah. So Instant Translator also has a free and a paid um, uh, possibility. And I I started off with the free app. It is not sufficient. Okay. Because you can only use maybe five or six interactions and it stops. Okay. And we're going to have way more than that. Yeah. So I it was four ninety nine. I think maybe it's five ninety nine. It's worth getting the paid app. I really like it because they it speaks it and writes it yeah. in both languages. Okay. And so the advantage of that is so many times when you use a translating app, Google Google Translate is is this true of that? It it hears something you didn't say. Right. And that can be very dangerous, depending on what it heard. Sure. It can actually completely change it to the opposite. I've had that happen. You don't know that if it hasn't written it out in both languages. Yeah, yeah. So I do strongly recommend Instant Translator. I think yeah. it is the best i found and the paid app. Yeah. I've used Google Translator or Google Translate uh, actually helped a, a couple choose life using right. that. Saw yeah. a baby saved. Yeah. Just using the Google Translate app. Yeah. It's pretty cool because mm-hmm. it'll even translate. I'm sure the uh, Instant Translate app that you're talking about, maybe it does the same thing, but you can actually do, use the camera and you can point the camera toward text and it'll on the screen change the text to whatever language you choose. It's, it's kind of creepy and weird. I think that Instant Translate does that, okay. but, th- but that's really good. Also, what I discovered the last time I did this, the last time I counseled a Hispanic woman using um, Instant Translator, because she didn't speak a word of English and she's in a country that speaks English, she knew about translation apps. She had her own yeah, and pulled it up on her phone because she was familiar with it. So each of us had our own phone using our own translating app. And we had a great conversation. She chose life. It was really useful. The wonderful thing about this, you may all think it's, oh, dear, someone's coming. They don't speak English. What do I do? It is actually an advantage because in our facility, the pro-abortion crowd comes streaming over to tell them all kinds of lies about us and try and talk them into going in. Yeah. But very few of them speak Spanish right. or whatever the language is. And so they cannot 
you know, sabotage yeah. the your woman standing conversation. there thinking this person is just a whack job. They just come over screaming in some exactly. unknown language. Exactly. It yeah. has it has been to our benefit because I I've, I've got the app open and yeah. she's already established a you know, trusting me a little bit using that app. So um, the other advantage, which you may not think about, but I thought about after the last conversation because it was successful. Yeah. Not that I did everything right. I'm sure I didn't. And you can be unsuccessful and do everything right. Right. So I want to make sure I make that point. But it did end well, the last one. And I've got that whole conversation there. Yeah. Written out, recorded. What a great training tool right, yeah. that could be. Or just for yourself, if it went south and you are thinking why, you can review what you've done and you can learn from it. Yeah. So there's yeah, that there's good. that advantage of the apps. Yeah. So we have pamphlets also mm-hmm. available in different languages. Yeah. That's another thing that I think every place should have. Yeah. Well, currently we have our Hope is Here pamphlet, the the one that we hand out as people are going into the abortion center in English and in Spanish. Right. That's, that's the only two languages we have it in. Right. Uh, we have a post-abortive um, brochure that we hand out for those who've had an abortion that currently now is just in English, but it's being worked on to be in Spanish. Yeah. I know that if we have, if you're in a city, if you're in a love life city and you're seeing maybe a consolidated group of people from another language, maybe other than Spanish or English, um, we'd certainly be more than willing to look into getting a, a pamphlet, a version of that in whatever language you think for sure. Yeah. yeah. But there's other things out there too beyond just you know, our literature. If you're not in a love life city or whatever, there's resources out there. Of course, there's gospel tracts in all kinds of languages yeah. as well. And those are important to have. I'm not sure, but I, I I would guess Ray Comfort, he has a, a great little tract. Um, it's like Life in the Womb or something like that. It talks about the baby's development and then shares the gospel. And I'm sure he has it in Spanish. I haven't looked, but he has a lot that of his tracts in yeah. Spanish and maybe in other languages as well. So that's something to look into. Um, the tiny, tiny Hands That Hold My Heart, those uh, brochures or those booklets that we've used in the past – they have those in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I think you can go to tinyhandsbook.com or .org, something like that. You can probably just Google search it. And um, they have it in English and in Spanish. So there's some options there for that. Yeah. Many times I will call someone that I know speaks. Spanish is, again, the dominant. Right. We, but we we have other uh, people that speak other languages that are on a list. And that's kind of the next, I think, important thing for you to do as legwork prior to being on the sidewalk, if you can, collect the names and phones of people, maybe friends, people in your church who speak a different yeah. language, and they would be willing to translate by phone. Right. So I've put, Connie is our Spanish-speaking translator, one of them. I'll put her, I'll call her. She almost always is available and will pick up. Yeah. And I'll tell her very quickly, I've got a mom on board, the uh, mobile ultrasound unit right now with me, and we need um, a Spanish translator. I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Can you just 
talk with her. Yeah. Now, Connie is also a trained counselor, so I don't usually even have to say anything, at least through part of it. During the ultrasound, I will, yeah. to tell Connie what we're seeing and what to be saying. But during just sharing the gospel or sharing our resources, Connie's trained and she will say it. But we have had times, just this Saturday, I think this past Saturday, a Spanish-speaking person that was at our Love Life March uh, came running over to help and she didn't know what to say. She was not a counselor, but Courtney, your wife, yeah. and the counselor, our counselor, told her what to say, um, and she was able to translate. But you can do it by phone. Yeah. Remember that that you could put them on speakerphone, and that has been very effective. Again, we've we've led women to the Lord. We've had women choose life yeah. just by having on the speakerphone someone who speaks. Yeah. Whatever that language is. Yeah, and if that's someone, maybe you have a counselor that comes out to the sidewalk on a regular basis that would also be willing to be on call for these situations, then you essentially would just be able to hand the phone or have them on speakerphone. You don't right. necessarily have to you know, directly talk and they translate. If they know how to talk to a woman at an abortion center, just get them on the speakerphone and let them take over. Yeah. That's a a good point. And something a little aside that I've learned uh, doing this is even though I don't know what the translator is saying when I maybe I'm holding the phone for them, I look straight into the eyes of the woman and nod and smile and act as though it's me speaking to her yeah. because she has to trust me. I'm the person that's in front of her. Right. And and so I may not understand a single word, but I'm acting like I can and yeah. nodding and, and, you know, I hope I'm nodding to good things. I think right. normally yeah. I am. But I think that's important to remember to keep your eyes on the woman, even if it's not you speaking yeah. so that she's feeling that relationship yeah. develop. Yeah. And then an- another kind of pointer tip that you have here in this article yeah, is announcing the need at prayer walks. Our prayer walks for a lot of our cities are going on on a weekly basis. So there's different churches, different people that are coming out. And so putting out there at the end of the prayer walk, we give a call to connect. And one of those connection pieces is sidewalk outreach. We need people out here on the sidewalks. And you can get specific, though. We, we're we seeing a lot of people that speak Swahili, maybe. She we was see, the only one, but, right, but right. you never know. <laughs> I know we've seen a lot of people here, actually, that speak um, Nepali. I don't know. What's the oh, language exactly? Uh, okay. In, I don't know. In time but, past, yeah, we have, yeah. for sure. And there's actually a Nepali church in the um, Charlotte area that we have a connection with, so we can get someone on the phone, yeah. actually. Rush and I it. actually have seen, and we do have a couple of people that do speak Russian yeah, that are yeah. on, you know, I've got them on my phone. Yeah, so you can put that out there at the prayer walks and just yeah. say, hey, we need people out here on the sidewalk that can speak Spanish, or we need people that are willing to be on call. So that's that's a need you can put out there for, right. for people. Yeah, yeah. This is a really important one, the next point that I raised in the article. Be aware that immigration status can affect the decision to abort. Okay. Kind yeah. of a bit of an aside because it's not like I'm talking specifically about speaking their language. Right. But if you have um, – I, I I tell you, I see this all the time. A Hispanic woman who is crying, she agrees with everything I say through the translator, and she's still saying that she has to abort. Have in the back of your mind that the reason might be that she is in this country undocumented and she's terrified that we will report her to the authorities yeah. and that she doesn't have 
health care or whatever right. because she can't get it because she's undocumented. Knowing that, um, I, I have approached this issue very carefully. I don't even want to tell her I suspect that because right. that might make her even more fr- frightened yeah. and drive her into a board. So I will say something along the lines of um, – if you fall through the insurance cracks or for whatever reason you are concerned that you will not get health care or, or help, please know that we, we will help you no matter what, no questions yeah. asked. And um, particularly we have in our area a doctor who will see people for free when they fall through the health insurance, yeah, which is usually means because they're undocumented. Yeah, if not every area may have that, right? But if you can try to find that, it's valuable because it is, I would say, in many cases, one of the major reasons that a Hispanic woman is here choosing to abort. Right. She's here undocumented and is afraid she's going to be reported. And sometimes I will say, we don't care whether you're here legally or illegally. We just care that we want to help your baby. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good to be aware of that for sure. Right. Um, The next thing that you have here in the article, which I think is really important, is try to know the culture. Yeah. Do the best you can. Now, this, I think this does speak to the language barrier, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Yeah. they say people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. Uh, people don't care if you know their language, mm-hmm. if they don't think that you care about them. Mm-hmm. And a way to show people you care about them is um, being sen- sensitive to their culture and, yeah. and understanding their culture. There's some differences. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about um, people that are Spanish speaking. Yeah. The culture is different. As a matter of fact, with most cultures in the Spanish speaking world, yeah. Hispanic culture whatever you want to call it, is family-oriented. It and is. And so speaking to those situations, speaking to family situations, maybe the situation is such that the young lady is afraid that her parents are going to find out she's pregnant outside of marriage. I mean, that's across the board pretty well a concern for no matter what culture you're from. But in particular, in this culture, we can kind of speak to that, speak to that family dynamic and really – speak to the fact that that baby is part of her family. So that's just yeah. one example. Yeah. I don't know if you have yeah. others. I, I do have a couple of others in, in um, where I was going with this, but but one of them, speaking about Hispanic groups, they, they're usually the easiest to convince not to abort. And that's, I think, part of what you said. And also because they believe in God, overwhelmingly, they do believe yeah. in God. They I may not agree with how they their beliefs in totality, but when they believe in God, just saying, what would God have you do to a Hispanic woman often brings tears because they know what God would have them do. The other culture, though, and I think we may have talked about this in another podcast, but I will reiterate it because I think it's important. One of the hardest people groups, I would say, to convince don't abort are people from India. Yeah. Is is kind of been my experience. Yeah. And I don't want to stereotype people people. It's not, that's not always the case, but generally that is my experience. And we have, um, a, a counselor who, whose family is from India. I think she herself may even have been born in India, but, um, she certainly knew the culture and she said, they don't believe it's a baby until it takes its first breath. Yeah. And therefore a lot of our talking points are not going to work. 
with with right. people that believe that. But she said they are very family oriented and they they will protect their family at all costs. They will protect their elders at all costs. They'll bring in their moms and their dads when when they need more care as opposed to sending them to a nursing home. Very yeah. family focused. So she said, focus on that. So talking about the baby as their son or daughter, a member of your family. I now will say that every single time I see, well, often with with all people groups, but especially with with people from India or who look Indian, yeah. um, this is a member of your family. This is your son or your daughter, and you are charged to protect your son or your daughter. That carries more weight for yeah. them because then it's it's in the terms of their culture. You protect family and you love family. Yeah. So those are the two that I brought out in the article. I'm sure there might be other. Like people groups, culture, cultural groups, that if you if you know you see a lot of of that particular group, find out yeah. about what they believe about babies, the unborn child, and their culture, and yeah. those can help you in knowing how to specifically speak to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll wrap up with our last point here. Yeah. And that's something we talk about oftentimes. Yep. And that's conveying compassion, and it's conveying compassion through the tone of your voice Mm -hmm. and the look on your face. Like you want to connect with them, let them see compassion. You guys have heard me say it often is to suffer with them. Calm is with and passion is suffering. So to suffer with them, even though you're not exactly understanding the whole, the totality of the situation, even using a translator app, there's some things that are going to be missed. You can, you can get the general idea of what's going on in their situation, but you're going to probably miss some things. But you know that there's some struggle there, especially with their, you know, when they're crying in front of you and they're just they're, there's fear, there's anxiety going on. We want to identify with that. Yeah. And make sure our tone, um, what you don't want to do is do the idiotic thing that oftentimes we do when people don't understand our language is we get louder don't you understand? You know, we talk slower and louder, right. like somehow somebody that doesn't understand our language at all. If we just say it slower and louder, somehow they're going to understand us. Right. Like, don't do right. that because right. that's that's not going to convey compassion and a connection with that person and identification with their struggles. Slow down, you know. Calm down. You're excited because somebody stopped and talked with you. You're trying to fumble and get your translator app out or get somebody on the phone. Just yes, calm down. Trust the Holy Spirit to move through you, right? Yeah. I think that's that's your that's actually the very your last, last point, point, right? In this yeah. article is trusting the Holy Spirit. Like yeah. God, God does miraculous things. Yeah. Whether you believe He does or not, God can give you in the moment the words to say. You can speak in a supernatural language. Like God still yeah. does that stuff. There was yeah. a story I heard um, a guy in Florida that reaches out at the abortion center there that God supernaturally gave him the ability to understand the language that he didn't previously understand. So trust God to do that. That's not going to be the normative experience, um, but God can do that. But also trust that the Lord can use just the look on your face, Mm -hmm. that the Lord can use just the fact that you're willing to be there and talk with them and connect them with somebody that does speak their language or, or whatever. Just trust that the Lord can use that 
to move their hearts toward life and right. toward him. Even the, you know, the compassion and sorrow on your face, as you say, the the one phrase, maybe you know, no aborto. I'm remembering yeah. a specific situation where that's what I did. No aborto. And I opened the pamphlet to the aborted baby and pointed to it because we have a picture of a an aborted child. And the woman again started crying. She actually went in, but she came out and chose life. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit will bring things to your heart and mind. The Holy Spirit might also bring, miraculously, someone who speaks that language yeah. at that moment. That has happened to us I can't, so many times. Yeah. So many times. So um, I hope those are all tips that will help people know that we can do this even when the people don't speak the language that we speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. amazing what the Lord will do when we make mm-hmm. ourselves available. And uh, just want you guys to know that we appreciate you who are serving out on the sidewalks, making yourself available to be a mouthpiece for the Lord. Just believe and trust that the Lord will help you overcome the language barriers. And hopefully these are some tips that will help you do that. I would encourage you to reach out to us. You can reach out to me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicki, at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe you have some questions or some comments to make about this episode or other episodes. So, yeah, please reach out. Please also share this podcast episode with others that you think it would be a blessing to. Leave us a review. If you can find out how to do that, some services, some podcast services, it's not easy to find out how to leave us a review. But um, if you're able, please leave us a five-star review. That would be a tremendous blessing in helping getting this podcast out to more people. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. Nothing's too precious since I met you